It's the DogCast, episode number 329. Dogs win big over the mean green, 45-21. Old dog's not happy about it. Eh, I'm okay with it, though. Dog fans, it's the Dog Cast, episode number 329. 329, it's the North Texas post game. I tell you, it was a tough game. I I hate it that we lost, old dog. I, I really thought we were going to get it done against North Texas. I I thought we'd be able to well, pull it out, the, but the good thing turns is out North Texas out, was too tough for us. The good thing is, though, we came out with enthusiasm. We were ready to play from the start to the finish. I have never seen the team that up for a ball game like they were this time around. Okay, so we're I trying mean, to trump and, sarcasm and just, with sarcasm. And and the the way we handled special teams, oh, okay. man. Okay. Who okay. the hell needs a special teams coach? <laughs> okay, listen. Let's uh okay, let's clue the listeners in because Old Dog and I've been talking here now in the bunker for about uh, I don't know 15 minutes in our little pre-show warm-up. And uh, he and I are on kind of opposite sides about this, as you might imagine. And I know Old Dog has his fans. I have a couple. I have a couple of guys that like me. So, uh, you know, we're on opposite sides. Old Dog's like, oh, God, it's the end times. It's terrible. Our special teams are no, so bad. No, my point, Our pass no, defense my is awful. Is, Aaron Murray my, my sucks. My point is, if we, play, if we play against LSU like we did against the mean green, which I believe was actually the team out of the Burt Reynolds longest yard. I think that was the name of the prison team. We are going to get our ass handed to us. Yes, and if you I know. Disagree with me on that, then you don't know anything about college football. I don't disagree with you on that, but you okay. know. As, but now let me let's, ask you this: Wait, talk, a follow up, on. sir. A follow up. Okay. Do Go you ahead. really think? Do you really think we're going to come out with the same intensity and enthusiasm against LSU that we brought to the table against North Texas? How is it possible? I would I would hope that we would. I would hope that our coaching staff could get the team fired up enough to play They'll a be emotional up. game. We play 14 games a year. It's not 52. It's 14. That's one and a four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Dude. and I think and I think you ought to be operating at peak level fourteen times out of fifty two. That sounds great, but in the real world, that's in just not world, possible. Well, it's just that's not what, possible. That's what champions do. It's just not possible, dude. Not even Alabama plays their best game every week. They freaking lost to Texas A&M last year. They don't get up. You cannot get up for like South Carolina the same way you get up for Buffalo. You just can't. I, I don't. I I don't disagree. I would hope that they would, but 
I mean, again. Vince, you remember the days of Vince Dooley? He was like, oh, these guys are good. You better I be remember, ready. I remember when he was talking about how great the long snapper. Let me ask you this. At, it, at any time during that game on Saturday, were you really worried that we were going to lose? No, and the only reason why is because their quarterback couldn't throw a pass. That's not the only reason why. That that is one of the key reasons because you their knew receivers that if their we had to get it, were running like wild bucks, <laughs> wide open in a forest. Okay, if so that guy could have hit those guys. They could have scored 40 points on us. What makes you happy? Okay, so last week against the South Carolina what game. What would have made me happy is coming out and beating them like 44-7 to and dominating them. You know what we were only you know we were only two plays that away. Knock a, they can knock a potential Division two team off of the damn line of scrimmage. Dude, Instead, we did score 45 points. All game long, and we could barely make it past the damn line of scrimmage. Okay, let's let's review what happened. You know that we did score forty five points, right? Uh, and, yes, I did. That. And you know, so we di- we held up our end on the offense, right? Running game, be damned. Aaron Murray throwing a pick in the end zone. We still put up forty five points. If the game had been forty five to seven, and we put up six hundred yards offense, you'd have had no problem at all with the game. We hell, we'd be sunshine and rainbows right now. But, but the but fact is, not, but that's but, not what happened. But yes. so the only thing between us and that scenario, though, was is, a blown protection that, scheme and a crappy kickoff deal, crappy kickoff coverage. Uh, entire and, let me let me rephrase an entire crappy kickoff philosophy, and a team whose quarterback could not throw an accurate pass most of the day. Well, because it, I'm telling you, if their receivers were wide. Open. If they'd have thrown more accurate passes, they wouldn't be North Texas, and we'd have been up for them a little damn better. Listen. Maybe. I'll tell you something else, too. Theus aside, I know we're making the change from baby Theus to baby Fricks, which is something I've been wanting, okay? Something I'd asked for two weeks ago. My heart does a good job because I love people named Fricks. Ty Fricks. Can't, I love it, and I love baby Fricks. And I like the Theuses too, but I've always wanted a Fricks and Long Snapper. I want all my long snaps to be done by a guy named Fricks. However, the punt, that was not on Theus. That, that snap was not the problem. The problem on that snap on that punt was a blown protection scheme that everybody in the stadium could see happening except for Artie Lynch. And Artie Lynch didn't see it because he hasn't been coached up effectively on special teams. Because well, and, and clearly, less- We've just decided to hold our breath as a team. Uh, Coach Rick, I love him. I'm a fan of Coach Rick. Oh, I know you do. But I'm telling you, he's just decided on special teams. Look, old dog, this is something we can agree on, right? There are only six parts to special teams. Punts and punt returns, kicks and kick returns, extra points and field goals. That's pretty much it, okay? And we've already lost a game this year because we screwed up, because we screwed up in one of those six things. Yeah. And yesterday we gave up 14 points because we screwed up on two of the others, two of the other well, six. Know, and and that definitely is something that we can agree on. And I was thinking about it quite a bit on my way home on Saturday night. And my my guess is is as hard headed and as egotistical as apparently Coach Rick is. I think he has just gotten to the point 
where he said, screw everybody. I'm tired of hearing about this. And, and I'm just, and, and I'm just going to let special teams be damned because nobody is going to tell me what I need to do about my special teams. I agree. Now, now that may be the way he's thinking, although it may be another way. And, and I'm thinking, and I just wonder, I really do wonder what his thought process is. And I'm, I'm thinking that on Sunday nights, he and his good friend Willie Martinez share <laughs> share a phone conversation. You think? And, and I think probably like tonight's call would kind of go like this. You know, Mark calls up, hey, hey, Willie, this is Mark. Sorry about Florida beating your brains out, but that not pressing coverage that you like to run is still working great for you. But can you believe, and, and I just got through watching this, this NFL stuff, can you believe those crazy bastards are actually kicking the ball out of the end zone and making the other team start on the 25? Every single time? I, I, just, just, I, I, can't, and, I can't believe that they are doing that. Don't they know that the short directional kick is the way to go? And, I mean, and, and it's and look, not and, like and there's happened, not kickers out there that can do it. Hell, North Texas has got a kicker that can do now, it. Now, when did you get when did you get on this phone call between Rick and Willie Martinez? Oh man, I'm telling you what, I don't understand. And, and look, and, and what have they done to my boy Blair Walsh? You remember Blair, don't you? I when do. He got here as a freshman. Yeah, I remember. He didn't miss, and by the time he left, he could barely hit the broad side of the barn and. But we had him great on those short directional kicks. Now he's just totally screwed himself up. He is kicking it out of the end zone for Minnesota, making all of his field goals because they actually have a special teams coach who made some damn kind of slight adjustment on him, and he made the Pro Bowl. You As know, a rookie. I'm, I'm old enough to remember in, in words have kind of gone and changed a lot of meaning. Like back when I was a kid, Gay meant you were happy, you were joyful. Now, gay means you want a life partner instead of husband or wife. <laughs> Special meant it was something great, something out of the ordinary, something you look forward to. Now, special means you go to school on the short bus. And that's where our special teams and our philosophy on special teams is it's on the damn short bus going to school. And Coach Rick needs to get his head out of his ass. As you said, it's already cost us one game. It may cost us more, and he needs to put his ego aside. He needs to say, you know, I was wrong. Kicking it out of the end zone is the way to go. There are, what, 40,000 students at Georgia now? I know there's one person on there that can kick it out of the damn end zone. I'm telling the you. The other, I mean, it is just, it is absolutely ridiculous. We have then, kickers on our follow, team that can kick it out of the end follow, zone. What do we follow that shit up with? A pooch kick that goes out of bounds, and then later on we do one of those damn little dribble-ass kicks down the field. I that mean, right there, is, that does seem, is, like you said, that's is, just thumbing your nose. That's like turning around and shooting me the bird. I mean, is. Coach Rick it's, might it's as well just shoot me a bird in the stands. And I'm and and for and for the folks or for the one guy that wanted to tell us about the average on short directional kicks. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, here's here's the deal. 
Okay, you kick it out of the end zone 100% of the time, the other team is going to start on the 25 100% of the percent time. of the time. Now, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I think the guy pointed out that with our short directional kicks that the starting average was the 23. Yes. Well, let's just go with average. Is there anyone out there that really thinks those two yards mean a tinker's dam? And it's not like they start at the 23 on each one. But I'm going to tell you the average that is a whole lot better. If you kick it out of the end zone every time, the points that you get, the average points scored off of a kickoff are zero. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you something else, too. The injuries that you get on kick team, kick coverage team, are always zero as well. I mean, not that we've had a problem with that. But there's just so much good that comes out of end zone kicking. And I mean, I just don't, I don't, I do well, not no, get and, it. And, and I really think what it is, is, and, and I'm not sure I buy this crap that, you know, you can't have a special teams coach because there are a lot of teams that do. And, but, but I really do think that he has probably just gotten tired of hearing about it. And he's just said, you know, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do because I'm the coach and that's what I can do. Uh, I had recorded the game too, watched it when I got home, just you know, to make myself even more miserable. And the little sideline reporterette talked to him on the way out. And one of the things that Coach Rick said was, "We've got to stop, you know, that we've got to stop them on these 99 kick yard kick offers." And I wish I had been the sideline reporter. Because the retort should have been, well, then you idiot, kick it out of the end zone, and that doesn't happen. I'm telling you. that To me, you know, I know our running game wasn't great yesterday. Blocking wasn't that great yesterday. Our, I mean, offensive our, our, line, offensive, our offensive line sucked. They were terrible yesterday. I mean, I they, think, they, though, they, I do they, think they, they can play better. very well. I know. They didn't unblock very well, and they didn't really pass protect very well. Murray had a great game and was under duress a whole lot of the time. Oh, dude, I mean, people want to, you know, people are dragging Murray, and I know the end zone pick was terrible. I mean, hell. He played a good, he played a good game. <laughs> hell, damn, uh, you know, everybody was, I mean, I, I think the first guy to tell you, Dega Michael Bennett, turned around and said, no, don't throw it. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, sure, that was a bad game. But, dude, look at the, look at the longest touchdown throw in, 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 look at the longest touchdown throw in yeah, history. That, you stand up. Stand up in your end zone, dude, in the rain, and throw it down the middle of the field for a 98-yard catch, and it ain't no big deal, dude. With that offensive line, stand up in the end zone, in the rain, and throwing that ball, act like it ain't no big deal. Dude, that's pretty good, but man. That, that's what that's what a team it, it, that's desperate does, too. You know what a real team does? They take it on their two-yard line. They hand the ball off to their tailback, their fullback. And they go on about an eight-minute drive, and they drive the son bitch ninety-eight yards. I'll give you that, but I'm, st- I'm that talking about a, I'm talking about a, Aaron Murray. That was lucky, that was a lucky pass play. I'm talking and, about Aaron Murray though. He stands up in the end zone, and delivers the ball. Hey, dude. you got, can't knock Aaron no Murray. Problem. I've got no problem with Aaron Murray. I do have a lot of problem with Bobo's plan and his. I mean, it was like I know he took everything that you shouldn't do and just put it in this game plan. Do you not think though that some of that? Is just down week between LSU and South Carolina. I mean, he doesn't. He's not going to bring you. Let me ask you this: You thought the game plan he called against South Carolina was awesome, right? 
Absolutely. Okay. We know he can call a better game than that. I have to believe, I'm going to believe that for whatever reason, he's doing something different in the off week because he's not going, he, you know, we know he can call a better game than that, and I'm reserving judgment till after the LSU game to see if he doesn't call a better game next week. Hell, our receivers weren't blocking yesterday. Offensive line were blocking yesterday. You can't call. You can't put that on Gurley and Marshall. There just wasn't any daggum. There weren't any holes no, there, you man. Put it, no, you put it squarely on the coaching staff that you're trying to defend because they didn't have the team ready to play at their best. I'll tell you something else too. We might we could take a few lessons from North Texas on daggum tackling. Those kids are pretty damn oh. sure tacklers. Pretty damn good right, tacklers. And, and, taking, and taking proper angles and everything else. I mean, I, I did not come away from the 45 to 21 score feeling good. I felt, I, I felt worse about playing LSU next Saturday than I did before the game against North Texas. It's going to be okay. Because, I, because I'll tell you. I'll tell you, and having seen LSU play Auburn, if we come out and play like we did against North Texas, we are it's going to be 2008 Alabama all over again. I'm not 100% sure LSU. You're going to think this is crazy, but I'm telling you, LSU's defense ain't as damn lights out as people think they are. Well, I'll tell you what. They're very physical. LSU's defense is ten times better than ours. Well, oh yeah, uh, true. But I don't know if they're ten times better than North Texas' defense. I mean, I'm not 100% sure of that. I'm telling you, I know they're better than our defense, but look at our run defense yesterday. Our pass defense is going to be okay, but LSU is a run-first team. If we can get together... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Our pass defense is going to be a win. When these kids, dude, we got two, we got freshmen back there, man. Come on, they're working on play. it. We got a game to play Saturday. I understand that, but hell, we can't manufacture a bunch of damn seniors in one week, okay? I'm telling you, LSU is a run first team. They're a power run team. They're going to run downhill. Mettenberger's going to punish us with a damn read option, and then he's going to stand up in the pocket and try to deliver the ball downfield. Oh, they don't, they don't do. They don't do read option. They, they run the same kind of thing we do. They run a pro set, and when Mettenberger needs to put the money on, put the ball on the money, he's going to do it. I tell you, Just who like does run a read option is damn Auburn. Auburn's going to read option our ass to death. But anyway. Yeah, but, but we are, I mean, we're not going to have, this coming Saturday, we're not going to have the luxury of selling out totally on the run because the team we're playing doesn't doesn't have a quarterback that can throw the ball. I understand if, that. If you and remember, that's be a if you remember back, if you if you remember back a scant five years ago, it was fifty fifty whether Zach Mettenberger or Aaron Murray was going to be our starting quarterback. I know. And actually, coming out of the spring game, there were many people that said Mettenberger probably had the edge. Then he went down to Valdosta, Georgia, and lost his damn mind. And sure, but you are, don't, don't forget the fact that he's kind route. of sucked for two years at LSU. Were you afraid of Mettenberger last year? Mettenberger ain't really that damn good. Now, he's better this year than he's ever been before because he's finally got a quarterback coach that's helping to clean up his mechanics. And his and, mechanics and are a lot better this year. An offense, and he's got a huge offensive line that gives him some protection. I understand and all apparently, that. apparently... Now that the boy has been voted back onto the team, he's got a running back that ran for 198 yards. 
We'll find out, buddy. But I'm telling you, I I and and I hate to say this, but LSU is going to run the they're going to run the offense that I love. They are going to run, run and run. And that was one of the things on Saturday. I mean, why did we never ever try to establish the run? It was like we'd run one play and then bam, we got to let Murray pass it. We got to let Murray pass it. I think we didn't no, run I mean, more because we couldn't run more. Well, you you never know. I mean, to establish a running game, you've got to keep doing it. And well, especially against a lesser opponent, you know, you run it, you run it, and you run it again. Here's the deal, man. We'll talk about LSU later. I will say this, though. I mean, well, I'll talk about this on Wednesday when we do the pregame show. But versus our team, which holds their breath when any of the special teams units go on the field, we just hold our breath and hope. LSU uses special teams like a fucking weapon. They use special teams like a freaking weapon, dude. Punters, punt returns, kickers, fake kicks, fake punts. They may be the best special team crew in the SEC. Their special, their special teams turned the turned the SEC championship game around the last time we played them. You got that when right, brother. Whatever Mayhew or however you pronounce the Honey Badger's last name, when he returned that punt, that was it. Yeah. They use special, and Brad Wing, maybe the best punter I've ever seen in college. Those guys use the special teams like a weapon. So anyway, we'll see. That ain't going to be fun. That is just not going to be fun when you compare it to our Fisher Price special teams. We have like little toy, little baby toy special teams, man. And if there has ever, if there has ever been a game that pointed out the fact that we need a special teams coach. This was the one. Oh, definitely. And I mean, we we need we we need a lot of help because I'm telling you, LSU, whether you want to believe me or not, is going to be the best team we play all year. They're better than Clemson and they're better than South Carolina. They're big, they're physical, and they're going to run it down our throat and they're going to throw it when they have to. Well, we'll see. And we need to and we need to be ready to play them. We need to man up and we need to stop them. And if there's and, and another thing too, if there's anybody that listens to the dog cast that's getting a little woody because game day is coming, then you need to stop listening to the show. We hate game day. <laughs> we do we hate game day. Them. We lose when they show up, and I still hold Brent Musburger and Kirk Herbstreet personally responsible for keeping us out of the 2007 national championship game because as soon as we won. They started all that crap. Well, the body you can't of work. play in a national championship game if you don't win your conference, blah, blah, blah. Then the next year, all that was out the damn window. Yeah, it was fine if you could do that. Right. So, I mean, game day is not a friend to the University of Georgia, nor should we be a friend to them. I would love it if they set up and nobody showed up. But, of course, they will because there will be a bunch of damn lemmings out there with their little signs and all that other stuff. But – but game day, it's no honor to have them, and they are not a friend of the they are not a friend of the university. Roger that. That's another thing we can both agree on. Now, uh, guys, I'll tell you, you know, it was just I mean, it was just a tough game. I told you last week it was going to be a tough game. I told you it was. I told and you it was going to be a physical game. I told is, you it was going to be a conditioning test is, for the defense. Yeah, it I know. Been a tough game, but North we Texas have, is not a damn pretend football out. team. 
we should have gone out and dominated them and beat the hell out of them. Well, you know, except for I mean, two special teams breakdowns, and hell, we beat them 45-7. to seven. It was literally two plays on special teams that gave them 14 points. You gift wrap 14 points for them. I mean, hell, you know, it's 45 there, to 7 no, with 600 yards, no and you're not complaining a bit. There, There's no saying that if they don't block the punt and the fella doesn't return it if we got the punt off, they don't score on that series of downs. Eh. Same thing with the kickoff. How many yards rushing they have for the whole day, old dog? Like one? Come on. They didn't move I, the ball I, on us I think at it all. was three, but that's counting a lot. And I'm going to throw one other thing in there, why we need a special teams coach. Damian Swan, I'm telling you, that is a ticking time bomb at punt returner. And I'm not talking about the fact that he may draw. If you watched that game on Saturday, when he is faced with a tackler, the first thing he wants to do is turn his back and start running backwards and trying to get to the outside. And that, believe me, backfires more times than it gets you yardage and i'm telling you against a good team with some speed he's going to pull that crap and we're going to go 10 15 20 yards backwards there are two things and and i'm going to give this out to coach rick for free the old dog special teams coaching on punts first thing you do if you plant your feet at the 10 yard line and if the ball goes over your head you don't move to get it second is you catch the ball, and you never go backwards. Your first step needs to be forward. And what they need to do, whoever our punt returner is going to be, if it's not Rick McGowan who's just going to fair catch it, they need to sit in a film room and watch every punt return Jeff Pyburn ever made because that son of a bitch never backed up. <laughs> Man, I miss Bill Hartman. That's all I'm going to say. I miss Bill Hartman. Yeah. <sighs> so, I mean, anyway. It's just... It, it, it's just it was. Oh, by the you way, you and I have too. I it was a disastrous weekend for me. By the way, yeah. I have to I have to mention this. Uh, the kid, uh, I, the Idaho kid. Did you see the email today? Um, you may not have seen that email. We had an email today from a kid wanting to know why we don't uh, do blackouts. Why we don't do blackouts more? Did you see that email? I, I did. Okay. I mean. And- I'm not going to beat I the was, kid up. I think he's like a, gonna be, a young guy. I was going to be nice to the youngster and pretend I didn't hear it. Or I know. It. Well, I'm going to pretend like he doesn't know any better. I'm not going to act like it's a bad thing. I'm going to. May, I don't think he's been listening to the show for a long time or whatever. Let me read you the email though, and this is for everybody, okay? This kid, uh, James from Idaho. Here's what he writes. We need to black out Sanford this Saturday. I don't know why we stopped doing it. <laughs> That's my favorite line. I don't know why we stopped doing it. Reference, it brings, reference Alabama 08. It brings a fun tradition, and we aren't doing it against a top 10 team on a neutral site. That just doesn't work. But blackouts need to be at home. What do you and old dog say? Okay, let me tell you something. You, it doesn't work at home either, man. Um, fake no. juice is fake juice any way you cut it all right we're the georgia bulldogs we wear red jerseys we wear silver britches we have block g's on our helmet we don't have duck wings on our helmet or damn metal plate on our shoulders we don't do any of that crappy fake juice crap fake juice is fake juice dude it doesn't work and it backfires more often than it works all right it worked no, once and, and it failed twice 
And, and if you need a uniform change to get yourself fired up, then your coaching staff is doing a piss poor job of, of motivating the team. There you go. So, dude, I get it. I know it seems kind of fun, and it's like a fun thing for the fans. But, dude, listen, Alabama's won three out of four national championships, and they don't black out anybody. They just line they up and win football They don't red out. They don't white out. Exactly. They just line up consistently week in and week out. We just need to play good football on Saturday nights and win football games. And we don't need to change our jerseys or do anything else like that. We just need to win freaking football games. If you don't believe me, like you said, reference Alabama 2008. We just need to get a special teams coach, and we need to be motivated to play. Copy that. Dog fans, that's going to wrap it up. Now, listen, we're going to do the po- we're going to do the LSU pregame show on time this week, Wednesday night. That'll be out for you Wednesday night, late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning. But I need to tell you that uh, the LSU postgame show will not be out on time. It won't come out until next Monday night. Because I may have slipped my wrist. <laughs> no, that's not why. We can't report on the big win because I'm actually, believe it or not, everybody holds your breath. I'm going to miss the LSU game. I'm actually, old dog, going to be in Vegas for the LSU game. And uh, I'm going to be watching it, but I'm not going to be watching it from Sanford this week. I'm going to be watching it from the stadium uh, somewhere, some sports book. I don't know, MGM somewhere, uh, Caesars, something like that. But anyway, I'm going to be doing like real live the Hangover movie, celebrating a guy's 40th birthday in Vegas with like nine of my buddies. And uh, I'm going to be watching it, but I'm not going to be in Athens. And I won't be back from Ellis. I mean, I won't be back from Vegas till Monday. So the postgame show for LSU will not be out until Monday night. I know you guys are freaking out. How can you miss it? Sorry, I can't change this guy's birthday, and I'm not going to miss this trip to Vegas. It's going to be pretty awesome. It's going to be kind of epic. So uh, I'll, follow me on Twitter if you want some pictures, okay? So follow at DogCast. I will I will record the Vegas trip on Twitter. By the way, the Fandio thing, we had a huge, um, huge response on the Fandio thing. We're going to work on that, guys. We're going to make that happen. The big deal about Fandio is... I'm just not 100% sure if it's going to be a companion to the TV broadcast or if it's designed to be a replacement for the TV broadcast. You know, do we want to do to be a replacement because I tell you too, like I told you, I recorded the show, watched it this morning. Andre Ware was the color commentator. He is an absolute idiot. I know, but what I'm saying is, though, you know, there's a big difference between us calling the play like, okay, they're lined up in the eye going from left to right. Gurley takes the toss. Stop, stop, stop right there, okay? There's a big difference between that. We're not on the, we're not on the radio. Right. People are watching it on TV. I'm not, but yeah, so so you're saying it should be a companion. Our fans are smart enough. They can see that we lined up in an I formation. I understand. They can also see that we handed it off to Gurley. They don't. You need don't understand what I'm saying, you dumbass. What they see. I'm saying I know, but listen. When you call a game on the radio, you're actually remember painting a picture, right? I so, are, is it a companion to the TV broadcast or a replacement for like the radio broadcast? Do you see what I'm saying? Those are it's two. That's a repli- a, it's it's not a replacement for the radio broadcast. What you want to do is you want to turn your TV down, use your own intelligence to see what's happening on the screen, have a notebook and a pen there, and then write down every comment. 
that Old Dog or Derek make because it is absolutely gospel. No, we're not going to say there's a pitch to Gurley. He's on the 10. He's on the 20. But listen, my God, that leads to my dope. second question, we're though. Gonna, go ahead. I understand what you're saying, and I'm, I'm not stupid. I get it. I'm asking questions, though, because technically, then the next question is, is it real, real time? Because if we're like five or ten seconds behind, that's going to be stupid, right? It, I mean, no, I, I need to know if it's going to be right on real time or if it's going to be close, you know? Yeah. It's got to be pretty close, and I don't know technically how that's going to work yet. So, But we're going to do the Fandio thing for away games. I think the first game we're going to be able to do it for will be the Tennessee game. I'm not sure. But um, we're working on that, okay? So listen to the show. Follow the website. We'll have links and stuff. But we're going to make the Fandio thing. We heard you. We get it. You want us to do it. We're doing it. Live broadcast during the game. You guys can listen in while me and Old Dog do our color broadcast okay and let me tell you it's going to be a lot less family friendly than this uh than our regular episodes it's going to be a lot less family friendly because i'm telling you when i'm watching the game i'm all business baby oh there's there's no doubt and (laughs) that's my seven-year-old we just need to hope and pray that come saturday at 3 30 that our team is ready to play that we are properly motivated to play, and we are going to need to play better than we have any time so far this year if we are going to win the game. All right, buddy. On that note, we're going to wrap up the show. Guys, thanks for listening. You can follow us follow us on Twitter at DogCast. Email us at DogCast at gmail.com or call us at 706 363 210. Thanks for listening. We'll be back Wednesday night with the LSU pregame show. Go dogs.